Hey guys, Chad here, and welcome to another edition of the Chad Shipley Show, where I bring you interesting, insightful, and entertaining content, or people. And my guest today is all of those things, John Dank. He's a longtime friend, and he's been on the show before in one of my more popular episodes where we discussed his incredible weight loss journey utilizing intermittent fasting. Because John is a go-deep kind of person, he spent a lot of time really working to understand what intermittent fasting is and why it can be so effective, especially for weight loss. So he didn't just do a program. He went deep on the topic and really tried to understand what was happening to his body. And I wanted to make his findings more accessible to people. I'm all about that, right? So if someone goes deep, there's, there's people that do the research, and then we extract out of that the key takeaways that can help other people. So I asked him if he would make a few more trips into the podcasting studio with me to start giving all of you the key takeaways. Now, there is something that I want to take note of, and it goes back to a conversation that I had with Andrew Wade on this show. For those of you that don't know Andrew, he is a registered dietitian. He's been on the show multiple times, and he is endlessly fascinating. If you have any interest in health or wellness or nutrition, I highly recommend going back and listening to some of those episodes. In particular, number 46, towards the end, about 11 minutes left in the episode, where we talk about intermittent fasting, and he goes very deep. Well, I shouldn't say very deep. He goes deeper than I'm going to go in this intro on what intermittent fasting means to him. So I don't want to quote that, but essentially the important point he makes in that episode is that intermittent fasting became a little bit of a trendy buzzword. And when most people are talking about intermittent fasting, they're actually just talking about eating food in a window of time, which he says is just a good idea to not be eating food all day long. And it's helpful because when we know our windows of eating, it makes us more proactive in planning ahead, right? So if I know that my window is from 11 to 7 every day, that's when I'm going to eat my food. I'm going to be more proactive the day before in planning what I'm going to eat at 11. Now, he as a dietitian, when he is prescribing intermittent fasting to his clients, it's because they have hormonal imbalances. At a very high level, there's things that are happening hormonally with that person, and intermittent fasting is what he is using to help correct that. He describes it much more eloquently uh, in that show than I'm doing right now, but the point I want to make is that intermittent fasting is more than just eating in a window of time and then fasting for the rest of the day. But it's this baseline, this idea of eating in a window that I'm actually really fascinated with. Here's why. The right diet or thing people should be doing is very hard. It's, it's extremely hard to prescribe, if not impossible, to mass population. Andrew's company, for example, is actually called Case-Specific Nutrition because it's a case-by-case basis for every single person. However, from a gym owner perspective, I have a lot of people who need help just getting down the path. So my goal is to start with giving people an easy-to-follow program and structure that they can build into their lifestyle and begin to see great benefits. There will be people who need more specialized attention, of course, but those people should ultimately be working with a professional like Andrew. And just a note on that, if you are someone that has struggled with health or wellness or weight gain or loss, your insurance might cover seeing a dietitian. I, I would recommend just reaching out to a dietitian office. You can, you can go to case specific and ask them to look into your insurance and see if your insurance would cover that. Okay. 
in the context of this conversation, this podcast with John on intermittent fasting, I'd like for you just to think about it more as structured eating or eating in a window than the, the clinical terms of intermittent fasting and the way that Andrew would be prescribing it to a client. With all that said, John and I, you know, we're partnering to build this engaging, supportive, knowledge-based platform that will just get people started down the right, right path. And we're going to continue putting these podcasts together as one of those tools available within the program. This is just the first episode, and it's where John and I focus on the simple topic of what is it and some keys to getting started. One of the major takeaways should be to keep it simple. This is not just with this program. I see it all the time, especially come January 1st, people are at level one maturity and they try to get to level five overnight. It rarely works and it leaves people thinking that they just can't do it. You may not be ready to start macro portioning or counting calories, but that doesn't mean you can't get a ton of benefit by adopting some simple lifestyle changes. We, John and I, are all about progression giving you easy steps to follow to start you down a path. That's why I love the idea of structured eating because it's something you can easily build into a lifestyle without drastic changes. And why I love working with people like John to make this information accessible to all. I love programs that are scalable and affordable, meaning something a lot of people can do and get benefit out of without paying a huge price tag. Finally, if you're listening to this, you feel like it's something you wanna give a shot, we are building a challenge around it, it's coming. All you got to do is look for it, keep tuning into the episodes, or go follow Sweat Bar Fitness. We have a, a Sweat Bar Fitness nutrition group. You can join that. We are on Instagram. You can follow that, or you can send me an email, drip at sweatbarfitness.com. Without further ado, I bring you this very informative conversation on structured eating with my good friend, John Dank. And we're live. John, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks. Second episode. Yeah. I, um, your first episode is pretty popular. People either are interested in intermittent fasting or they like you or a little bit of both, maybe. <laughs> Probably fasting. <laughs> no, I think it's a little I bit of both. myself. So. Well, we, uh, we had that show to talk about intermittent fasting, and I, I was so interested in you know everything that's been happening to you over the last... I don't know, I guess 15, 20 years, that that took up a lot of the show. So I wanted to have you back and make this a little bit more focused on intermittent fasting. And I'll tell you why, because now that I've been sort of thrown into this fitness world and the nutrition world, I'm starting to learn a lot of things. And one of the things that I've learned is that the supplement realm of the world and the nutrition realm of the world is there's a lot of really bad marketing. Bad in the sense that they're so good at what they do, but they're like ethically and bad. And it's so complicated. Very complicated, yeah. And I like the idea of intermittent fasting because when you look at all of the fad diets, right, they are all predicated on basically having people either restrict a food group like a protein, carb, or fat, or they are really pushing you into a calorie deficit to help lose weight, right? Which are not good things. Well, if you, if you do those things according to whatever method, th- there is some science behind that. And, and, that, and that could work with some people. But because it, it is so complicated, and there are a lot of marketing, I guess, ploys out there, it can be dangerous, too. Right. 
Yeah. But I think that the the frustration that I've had is that there's <laughs> there's no easy way to provide scalable options to people when it comes to nutrition. What I mean by that is when I talk to technicians that are very good at working with people on nutrition, they will always tell me that everyone's going to be different, right? We have to be very careful about what people are eating coming into programs. We we have to understand their stressor levels, their hormone levels, et cetera, and really work with them in one-on-one environment. And from a just like a gym owner perspective, I'm looking for solutions for people that are lower cost and can touch a broader market, right? And and to give people a a solution without it costing a fortune, without it being a ton of time. So one of the things that I, and we'll kind of jump in here, but one of the things that I've taken an interest in, one of the reasons why I've taken an interest in intermittent fasting is because I've read a lot of great things about it. There's a lot of, you know, I, I listen to Terry Crews talk about how he's been doing it for 25 years. I've read articles that have talked about the massive benefits. Um, but more more than anything, I think it's just, it's it, it kind of goes back to the way that I think we were probably designed to eat, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, if you think back 200 years, we didn't have access to food all day long, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that with technology and with our industrialized food system that we have in place now, people have just gotten into really bad habits around food. And if we can figure out how to design a a structured program that gets them focused on eating in windows and, and then helping them understand the, the food that they're eating in those windows and what it's doing for their body, it could be beneficial. So I wanted to have you back on and we'll just start at the top, right? What is intermittent fasting? (laughs) Like from your perspective, um, so so here's my short definition of yep. it. It's a cycle of time-restricted eating. So you had mentioned the word a, an eating window. And, and that, that really kind of does boil it down to the fact that you're, you're, you're restricting when you're eating in a 24-hour period. So maybe a little bit bigger of a definition. It's a cycle of time-restricted eating in which you're only consuming meals, and I'm going to say meals, and most beverages inside a designated time frame, which is often referred to as what you were saying, that eating window. And you're fasting, you're not eating during all other times. So that's that's like the the, the broad definition of it. And I, I really think it's like immediate, there's there's it's important to talk about what it's not as well. So a lot of people, this marketing world, they might think, oh, intermittent fasting, it's it you're it's a starvation diet. And that's definitely not what it is. So if you talk about a starvation diet or or calorie deficit diets. Can they work to lose weight? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're gonna lose weight if you're starving your body, right? And so people are like, well, I'm gonna try that because that's I wanna lose weight. And then I'll get into better habits down the road. Well, that's a really dangerous thing. And I, I don't wanna get into too many uh, of the science behind that, like why that's that's not the case, but we, we can st- say this, like your body does need X amount of calories on, on every single day. It, it, we need calories to, to maintain body temperature, to beat, you know, to circulate blood with your heartbeat, um, for brain function, for your metabolism, to process foods. If you don't give enough calories for your body to, to do those basic things, it's going to slow down across the board. And that's not our goal. We don't, we don't want to lose energy. We don't want to feel cold. We don't, we don't want to have headaches, uh, low blood pressure. So we are, in intermittent fasting, ensuring that we're getting enough calories to sustain those, those systems 
and we're not going to dip below that. So it's not just the idea is not just to consume as few calories as possible. That's 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 like the first fallacy here. And then the other thing is, <laughs> on the other hand, a lot of people say, oh, I've tried inter intermittent fasting, it doesn't work. And then you start to ask questions like, well, why? It's because they have this idea that in your eating window, anything is fair game. Right. So that's the other extreme. Are they saying it doesn't work in, in with respect to losing weight? Yeah. As their goal. Okay. Yeah, as their goal. That's a, that's a good point, too. So there, there's a lot of reasons why people do intermittent fasting. And, and today, I think we're just talking about with the, with the intention of losing weight. Right. Um, so if, if they say, I've tried it, it, it didn't work. You, when you start asking why, it might have to be like, well, let's, let's adjust your game plan here. Because there, there, there's some things that we need to consider. So it's definitely it's not an excuse when you do have that eating window to say, like, oh, I can consume anything and everything. Um, so long as I stay inside that eating window. So that's, right. that's something else we can talk about. So at, just with that point that you're making, and there's a couple things you touched on, I like, I like how you went into at a high level that the body needs the calories for multiple f for brain function, right? You uh -huh. want it to live optimized. You want to be making sure that you're getting the foods, everything for your body, right? Um, but one of the things that I've been educating people around when it comes to massive calorie deficits is that they're going to push their body into what will eventually become yo-yo dieting because they're doing massive calorie restrictions. The body can't function at that calorie level for a sustained period of time, right? So yes, they'll lose the weight, but they're going to have to start eating more calories again. And when they do that, the metabolism has now been slowed down so much that when you start eating food again, your metabolism's not optimized. It's not working correctly. So you are probably going to put on more weight and yeah. then you're going to go back through this cycle of yo-yo dieting, right? The, the way I understand that one is if, like, let's let's just use numbers to, to illustrate this. If someone is starting off with uh, a fairly healthy, let's just say they, they have, like, 2,000, 2,500 calories a day. You know, that that's actually, like, pretty good. But if they're trying to lose some weight and they might go down to, like, around 1,000 calories, their metabolism is, is going to slow down, like you're saying. So they're they're not... They're not like using the energy source, and they're gonna probably lose some weight initially. But then they're gonna they're gonna flatline. Right. They're gonna get to a point where I can't lose any more weight, and the only option that you have at that point is to reduce the amount of calories even more. Right. And you're gonna slow down your metabolism even more. Eventually, they're gonna say, you know what? I give up. I'm just gonna go back to the 2,000 calorie, 2,500 calorie a day. Um, I wasn't gaining any weight. And then what they'll find is that they're going to gain even more weight than where they started because their body is still operating on that 1,000 calorie right. um, speed, if, yep. you, if you will. Yeah. And the other thing that you talked about that I, I like that you're touching on it is that in that window, it's not a free-for-all, right? You want to be very focused and intentional about the food that you're eating during the window of your allowed eating, so to speak so that it helps to actually carry you through the rest of the day. So when I when I think about intermittent fasting, I'm thinking of things like, okay, I'm gonna do some structured eating, I'm not gonna eat food all day long, I'm going to eat inside this window, and if I'm, if I'm being intentional about the food that I'm eating, that food's gonna help me get through my fast, right? So mm -hmm. eating the right type of carbs. Carbs are not a bad thing, right? We just have to make sure that we're eating the right types of carbs because that's going to be our fuel source. And eating those 
in a way that is going to help. So if I'm just doing a free-for-all and I'm eating tons of junk food in my window and I'm overeating, I'm gonna feel like crap during the fast, right? Because I didn't yeah. feed my body the right nutrients. You wanna get nutrient-dense food that then will help your, your body's then gonna have the time to properly process that food and use that to sustain through the fast, right? Well, let me, let me comment on that one. If you are starting from square one and you wanna, you wanna try intermittent fasting because you, you've heard about it, you've heard success stories, I strongly advocate it for a lot of people for, for weight management, but it's a big change. It's a big lifestyle change. Right. And, and we're going to talk about some, some practical steps that you can take to, to move towards an intermittent fasting lifestyle. But that, that I like to look at intermittent fasting as a balance of what you're eating and when you're eating it. So right now you're talking about like what we should eat. And I think if you're making a change on what you're eating and when you're eating, it's going to be too much. Right. So if you're just starting off, I really do think you should focus on one or the other. So here's the thing. Let's not overcomplicate like what you're eating. We all have this idea of sensible eating, and that's different for, for every single person. If you, you, know, you and I can talk about sensible eating, and then we sit down with a nutritionist, and that's where I feel like we're, we're overcomplicating the nutritional world. They're, they're talking about macronutrient balances, and the, all those things are really important. Carbohydrates are not equal. A calorie isn't a calorie across the board and you hear these terms and and you you talk to people who know what they're who know what they're talking about and you're like yeah yeah I can see that I can buy into that but let's take a step back if you're going to try intermittent fasting I wouldn't I wouldn't actually worry too much about what you're eating so start with this whatever your concept of sensible eating is start there right you know we all know that unfortunately Reese's peanut butter cups aren't aren't a good option yeah and, and like ice cream late at night all those things fruits and vegetables are good candy junk food is bad so we beyond that getting into um processed foods i i, I think we can all kind of acknowledge that the more ingredients something has generally it's it's probably not as good for you as something that's a whole food that comes right from the earth um but but again, like, don't overcomplicate it. Can you lose weight by marginally changing what you're eating? Absolutely. Right. And it's just this using this when, balancing the when you're consuming those things. And in time, you you are going to educate yourself and, and recognize, like, yeah, I do feel better when I'm more disciplined about what I'm eating. But start with just the when right now. Start to adapt those changes. And I think you're going to, like, Get some momentum, get some success that will spill over and 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 um, cause you to be a little bit more disciplined with what you're eating. Yeah. So you're you said the word sensible eating, and I really like that. That's another reason that I I like this type of thought process when it comes to helping people improve in areas. Right. So you use sensible. I use the word intuitive to describe something else that I think is happening with intermittent fasting, and that's people just eating when they're hungry. We're not doing macro counting, right? If you are feeling hungry in your window, you want to be eating and you're allowed to eat during that time frame, but then you're allow allowing your body the rest that it needs to actually metabolize that food mm -hmm. and to use the nutrients that you got from that food. So we're thinking about things like sensible and intuitive, but those are key words because it comes back to something else you said, which was let's not jump all in on day one right um the fact of the matter is that as a population we are not doing well 
at eating correctly, right? So let's just put it on a maturity scale, one to five. Most people are probably at level one maturity when it comes to eating a very well-balanced, nutrient-dense, whole food diet that is correctly macro-portioned for their specific goals, for their specific lifestyle, etc. So to take someone from level one and try to put them into a program where we're going to level five, which is, okay, let's start counting macros, let's start educating you on all of the, you know, the macro food groups and making sure that you're eating it all the right portions. It's too complicated. <laughs> it's very yeah. hard. Yeah. It's hard to do. I've seen it. I've seen people struggle. You know, my sister, I'll use her as an example. I didn't get permission, but I don't care. She is a person that she, I don't care because she's very, she would tell anyone this. She, she doesn't understand the difference between a protein, carb, or fat, and she doesn't care. She just yeah. doesn't. And she doesn't understand what a calorie is or how it's used. She does not care. All she knows is that she wants someone to tell her what she can start doing to improve and that thing that she's going to start doing to not compromise her in a bad way down the road, right? Like with a massive calorie deficit or something like that. And I, I think that's why I won't, I won't mention any products in particular, but I think that the products that just say like, Give us a monthly subscription and we'll and we'll send you what you can eat. Right. That's why it's they're, they're kind of popular because it's it's the easy people people just they don't want to know why they yeah. just they just want to see the results. Right. And intermittent fasting is one of those things where it's it, just taking a sensible step. You're not too too concerned. It's not like you're trying to upend your your entire diet and then start from scratch with like buying new products at the store. You're not taking an app out and calculating points or calories consumed or what type of calories those are. You're just taking a sensible step. Right. Um, so that that's a big, that's like one of the first spinoff questions that I get is, okay, well, what, what's the formula? How much time should I fast versus how long should my eating window be? So that's like the first big question here. And I, and I, I look at this as like three levels, a beginner, intermediate, in an expert level or advanced level. So for most people who have never tried this before, they're gonna start at a beginner level. And that's that's a, a fasting window of 12 to 14 hours in a 24 hour period. So yes, that includes sleep. You know, we're, most people don't eat when they're, when they're sleeping. So the idea, if you're sleeping for, for eight hours a night, we're gonna build off that eating window. And this is a perfect opportunity to remind people that the word breakfast is really when you're breaking fast. So we're sleeping, that's the longest time period that we're going in a 24 hour period without eating. And we're just gonna build off of that window because yeah, our ancestors years ago didn't have access to a bowl of cereal as soon as they woke up. But your body is naturally equipped to kind of handle a fasted window and there's energy stores in your body in the storm of, in the storm, uh, form of fat. So right. we're, we're gonna allow our body to tap into those energy stores in a very natural, healthy way that's not going to be detrimental to our vital organs. It's not gonna slow down our metabolism um, because when you do eat, you're gonna eat until you're full. Right. You're gonna give yourself a good meal. Uh, if you want seconds, have seconds. Right. But you're gonna be strict and disciplined about, about that, that eating window. So think about this, a 12 hour fasted window, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. 
can can you can you consume your meals inside that window? I, I would think yes. yes. That, that's a manageable first step that you can do. Um, there there is a catch to this, and we'll talk about that here in a minute here. But 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. If if you're looking to start and you're you're not going to eat and. I think at that point, like eating after 8 p.m. is going to be the challenge. I'm a nighttime snacker. I mean, that's where before I lost the weight that I did, I really did a self-reflection and I found that eating at night was was kind of my downfall because it's not like I'm, I'm grabbing like celery sticks either. Well, I was going to say <laughs> that it's making you aware that you were eating outside of a window, but look at what you were eating, right? You weren't eating the, the meals that were yeah. making you full. You were just snacking. And it... So, so you just eliminate it. Right. It, it. You know, I could talk about like these programs and they say, well, these snacks are good. These snacks are bad. No, just, just don't eat anything outside of that eating window. And if you really like a particular snack, just have it as part of one of your meals. Right. So it's not like you can, you have to eliminate certain stuff from, from your um, daily diet. It's just when, when you're going to consume those. So 12 to 14 hours, if you, if you, are, are you know feeling that you try this for a short period of time and you feel like yeah I can probably up the ante a little bit I would try to tack on that morning time and push back that first meal then to about 10 o'clock a.m. so if you can have an, an eating window from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. now you're talking about um, a, a 14 hour window here that is going to allow your body to metabolize the food that you consume and and give it opportunity to burn fat so that's that's like the beginner step if you're going to take a start at this shoot for that and i think sorry to interrupt i think the good news for people with this right is because not everyone but i think a lot of people listening are probably thinking to themselves like that's just not eating before 10 a.m that's not going to be that big of a deal for me right because i've actually talked with people about this and they're a lot of people are not big breakfast eaters. I I probably have been in like intermittent fasting on accident for like a lot of years because I just never ate breakfast. I know right? people like that too. Yeah. It's just waking up and you kind of you want to get going a little bit. Yes, people will have their coffee and we'll talk about some of that stuff, but the I think the real challenge for people is that 8 p.m. So when I've brought this up and I talk about these windows you know, with people like my sister and others, the real challenge is, well, wait a minute, Friday night after 8 p.m., I'm not allowed to have drinks, right? Saturday night, I'm not allowed to have any alcohol. That's where I think people get a little bit like thrown off with this kind of program. Um, But the good news that I think for most people is going to be, look, this is not that hard of a lifestyle change when you think about it, right? You're sleeping all night anyway. You wake up. You don't have that breakfast. And by the way, I guess I should ask, can the windows actually be any time? Yes. <laughs> the easy answer is yes. But you're basically prescribing what you think is the easiest windows to because of the sleeping right let's go well yeah because of the sleeping now i know you know some people are going to work at night they have different hours and things like that but the reason i hesitated is because we can't we can't find there's no diet in the world that's going to allow you to to drink alcohol uh, on a regular basis it's it's just it doesn't exist so if your goal right now is is to lose weight then then yeah you got to button down the hatches a little bit yeah and, and become a little bit more disciplined now does that mean does that mean like you can't celebrate on occasion? No. In fact, that's the beauty of intermittent fasting. So if you do indulge, and it should truly be an indulgement, 
where you celebrate on a Friday night, uh, you have holidays with your family, the perfect response to that is to get back to intermittent fasting and allow your body to metabolize those things. Right. But but it, I mean, if you're doing it if you're doing it frequently, then that's a lifestyle change that that I don't I don't know that any diet would really would really help with that. But absolutely, yeah. Like um, I just had a Halloween party last night, so today I'm going to be a little bit more strict about about when when my eating window is. Yeah. And it, it's that long term balance that we're looking for. Yeah. If you can do. 14 hours a day, 350 days of the year, and and give yourself, you know, like vacations and things, relax a little bit around those things, you're going to have success with this over the course of a year. Yeah. Yeah. And I even, I mentioned Andrew Wade, the dietitian. Um, He's phenomenal. One of the things he actually has as a, a service to, you know, anyone really is an app. It's called Rate My Day. It's free. But it's basically every day you just go in and you mark it red, yellow, or green. And the goal is at the end of the month to have more green than yellow and have more yellow than red. But the goal is not to have all green, right? Um, and it just comes back to this. His, that obviously is not specific to like an intermittent fasting, but the idea is the same where we don't need to be perfect all the time, but we need a program or a structure that is accommodating to our lifestyle is not going from level one to five is going to get us down the path of being becoming better but also allows us the ability to you know have those moments where we want to have a meal outside of our window or we want to have some drinks with friends and i think you made a good point that in that if you really want something if you really want weight loss in the context of this conversation it's going to take some self-discipline. You got to get out of um, the bad habits that are really weighing you down. And if you know drinking every weekend is something that you're doing, then you're going to ultimately have to pick on whether or not you want the weight loss or the drinking, um, because those two are not going to go hand in hand. Yeah, and we all have our vices. We, right. we, we referenced we referenced like weekend drinking, but like in, in my stage of life, I, I can't. I have four kids at home, so like the the drinking isn't my vice, but the eating late at night that was my particular right. thing. Everybody, there's a there's a uh, like diet soda, people or or any soda drink for that matter. Like those are vices that we do have to take a serious look at. And, and intermittent fasting, can you can you consume those things and, and lose weight? You can, but again, like the like how disciplined you want to be and the results that you want to get is going to be. It, you're going to come up with your own prescribed formula for this. So you're going to start with intermittent fasting and that 10 to 14 hour things. And then when you when you get the results, if you're satisfied with those, you found your new lifestyle. But if you want to continue, maybe maybe up the ante, lose a little bit more weight, uh, you're going to find that like skipping that first meal isn't that big of a deal. Then that's where you can move into that like stage two, inter, like the intermediate or or advanced levels of fasting. I think that the goal for everybody should be 16 to 18 hours because big things happen in your body when you can go 16 to 18 hours of fasting on a daily basis. That sounds that sounds daunting, but again, let's let's look at it in terms of time of day for for the average person. We're talking about an 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. eating window to hit that to hit that time frame or, or like 12 to 8. If we wanted to go in a 16-hour period, so you're you're eating meals in an eight-hour window, 12 p.m. noon to 8 p.m. That 
like you can build a lifestyle around that. It's essentially skipping the first meal of the, of the day and not allowing you and you can move that around accordingly but I'm, I'm for roundabout numbers it's it's feasible and i think for a lot of people it's it's going to be more manageable than you would think because here here's the here's the other change that you're going to make when you're skipping that first meal you're you're going to be a lot hungrier when it when it does come time to eat and you can consume more calories in that meal because your body is craving them that's that to me that was like the big thing you're going to eat until you're full. You're going to eat until you're satisfied. I don't like the diets where people are, are trying to only have like a hundred calorie snack. Right. Because you're, that does yeah. nothing, you know, energy wise for your body. You're you're going to be hungry. Your body's going to be like, what the heck was that? Yeah. And it's going to constantly be looking for for more nutrients. So in your eating window, one of the one of the tips or, or things that you can do again, eat till you're full. Right. That's it. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was talking about when I'm saying intuitively eating, right? Where you, you're not you're not trying to do the macro calculations across your you know protein, carbs, and fats. You're basically just eating meals until you feel full. Um, for me, and I know I, I, I get it. Everyone's completely different, but I, I, I can't just eat all protein, right? Like I, even if I didn't know the differences between protein, carbs, and fats. I'm going to eat meals where I get a balance of all of those. Um, I'm not just going to eat protein all day long or carbs all day long, right? Um, I'm, I'm, I just naturally am eating across the different food groups and I'm eating until I'm full, which is not, I guess, level five maturity, back to that you know, scale if we're using it. Yeah. But it's, it's good enough for me in that it works in my lifestyle with the things that I'm doing now. As I progress on some of the things that I'm working towards goal-wise, I probably am going to have to button up the things that I'm doing from a nutritional perspective and get a little bit more purposeful around some of the macro calculations. And that you know, these are things like you know, racing, endurance racing, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you're, you're you are on a different level yeah. than, than the average consumer. But we don't need to. Everyone doesn't. If they do need to get to that level, they don't need to jump there, right? We don't need to go level no. one to four, or level one to five. Um, so I think. A couple of important things to start talking through here are, I think you have some tips for people on, you know, maybe how to how to get started. I think people are going to be curious as to, is this six months before I see changes? What's the time frame there? Mm-hmm. And the one thing that keeps popping into my head when we talk about the break breaking fast, not having that first meal of the day, the catch. <laughs> so <laughs> I. Uh, for me, you know, and I think a lot of people, it's not that they're going to miss breakfast. It's that they're going to miss their Starbucks run, you know, first thing yeah. in the morning with the uh, 800 calorie, whatever. I think, I think we should talk about that before we, we, we dive into this because yeah. that, that is the thing. Your body cannot discern, honestly, between between uh, snacks and a, and a meal. You know, that I think that that's a marketing thing. So your physiological response to when you consume calories or, or, or sugary substances, including artificial sweeteners, is that your body is going to start to go into metabolism mode. Right. And, and the, the hormone that we produce, that, that was the common thread here that, that really um, drew a lot of interest in the scientific world with intermittent fasting is insulin. Insulin, yep. So if, if we produce insulin... I'm not going to go into any grave like details right now. 
If you consume food and produce insulin, you're not going to burn fat. It, that's, really, that's really what it comes down to. So anything that you're consuming, including those, those drinks, anything that has a calorie in it, I'll, I'll say that, but there are very few exceptions to it, your body's going to produce insulin. And, and when that happens again, you're, you're going to stop your body from turning to its stored energy in the form of fat, and it's going to burn the immediate energy source that you just consumed. So you can't do two things at once. So yes, what that means is that if you have coffee with creamer in it in the morning, that is going to break your fast. You might as well, you might as well eat um, a full meal until you're full if you can't go without coffee creamer. Right. And and that that's a bummer <laughs> for a lot of people. I, I'm going to jump and say my my wife was one of those people. She she could not give up coffee and creamer, but she learned to have a delayed satisfaction with it. She had her daily cup of coffee with creamer in it, but it wasn't until her eating window. Right. And and that's one method that you can take. I adopted black coffee. Black coffee. Yep. So there, there's actually a lot of benefits with with black coffee too. It it actually can stimulate. Um, your metabolism. It, 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 there's, there's a lot of good that can come from drinking black coffee too. It's actually a hunger suppressant. So if you know, it takes the edge off, so to speak. Um, so you can have plain green tea, black tea, black coffee. Those are things that are okay in the morning. But anything um, like pop, I know there's a lot of like ener- energy drinks and stuff, but pretty much anything with calories in it is going to break your fast. Yeah. Now there's some gray area that um, it, it, you know, I think it's I think it's a matter of people trying to make it a little bit more convenient. But now there's this term called dirty fasting, where there there's this debate about artificial sweeteners and if that breaks a fast. Um, I am of the philosophy that yes, it does break your fast. I, I don't have any scientific evidence to support that other than what I read. And your body cannot discern an artificial sweetener from a real sweetener that's why we that's why they make artificial sweeteners because it it tastes sweet but it doesn't have the calories but what happens is your body doesn't know that and so it's going to start to produce insulin because it's saying oh here's something really sweet and therefore here's a lot of calories that are coming yeah and when those calories actually don't come it tricks your body and it actually will make you more hungry you know the the second stomach syndrome uh, people talked about so but yeah if if there is if there is a calorie in it it's definitely something that's going to produce insulin and it's going to prevent you from burning fat that is the catch the other big catch here is snacking and um you know that's something even inside of your eating window if we're talking about um a a 12 p.m to 8 p.m eating window that's a that's like that 16 hour sweet spot that I think we should all try to build towards. If you're eating constantly inside of that eating window, your body's going to constantly produce insulin. And that leads into a world of problems. You, you mentioned insulin resistance at the beginning. And do I think that you're going to, I'm not, I want to backpedal, I'm not saying you're going to get insulin resistance if you snack inside of that eating window. But the more snacking that you do, the less time that you're allowing your body to, to um, digest the food that's already in its in its system. Yeah, and the and the reality is going to be that because you're condensing the window that you're actually having food in, it 
a lot of people are going to have a hard time eating a lot of food in that window. So the food that you do want to eat, you're going to you want to you're eventually going to want to make sure that it's nutrient dense food that's going to help carry you through the fast. You don't want to be eating junk food the entire time and then struggling to get through your fast because you didn't eat enough food to actually you know, supply your body with nutrients to get through the rest of the day. There, there might be some trial and error to that. But that, yeah. that was one of the things that I wrote down, like questions to ask yourself before you eat. And one of them is, does this have any uh, nutritional value? I mean, you could, you could look at the at the label. But again, we don't need to overcomplicate right. it. I mean, you could look at a label and, and, yeah. and just determine if it's in a packaging thing, if the shelf life is, is really long. It, it's a processed food. Uh, fully cooked frozen meals, that's a processed food. Yeah. Are there better options? Sure. But you don't need to, you, you know, you don't need don't to. Don't go too yeah, deep. Yeah, don't, don't go too because deep. Because once you start to get into this, you are going to naturally want to keep learning a little bit more and yep, progressing, this is, right? That's, that's right. it. I think that's the step. It's just, it's just coming up with an eating window that fits for your lifestyle. So how long should you go depends on you. The answer to that is as long as you can in a 24-hour period. Right. I'll just quickly mention that a, a lot of people who do this for a while – develop um, a 20-hour f- eating window, uh, the, um, a 20-hour fasted window, four-hour <laughs> eating window. <laughs> I said that one backwards. I wish. You just had a lot of people go, yes. Yeah, I could do that. That's awesome. Uh, or, or what's called OMAD, one meal a day. It's yeah. an acronym. Yeah. And so they, they actually train their bodies to consume a huge meal. I mean, they're, they're getting yeah. all of their calories, 2,000-plus calories in one meal. And, and people new to intermittent fasting were like, I can't do that. Yeah. But that's that shouldn't be the goal for everybody. I, th- I do think ultimately the goal is 16 to 18 hours. Yep. But but you can go beyond that in that advanced, maybe this is a good lifestyle for you, but you don't have to do that. Uh, training yourself that 16, 18 hours, I, th- I think is, is ultimately the goal. But start off at a very manageable 12 to 14 and be yeah. really disciplined about that. Yeah, and I, uh, my, one of my trainers has actually been intermittent fasting for years, and we got into a conversation around some of the things that he's doing. But I, for me, personally, I, I'm not even purposely doing intermittent fasting, but I, I did want to take a little bit of a look at some of the things that I'm eating throughout the day to, you know, um, just, just give me, like, easier access to meals. I think that's another problem for people. They're always on the go, and they're just grabbing this, grabbing that. So... I started, you know, just for me, like doing things like overnight oats. My my friend Jesse um, told me about that. You put oats in like unsweetened almond milk or sweetened almond milk, and you put them in the fridge. And I actually started making my own salads. So I bought a bunch of Tupperware and I put lettuce in them. I pre I prepped them basically, right? So I yeah. have lettuce and I have some chicken and I have all these things. And then I just every day as I'm coming into the gym, I get my coffee, right? And just back to that point very quickly, I think this comes down to the discipline, right? If you really want things like weight loss, you're going to have to get away from things like the, the very high calorie Starbucks coffee drinks, even the cream and the sugar. But I think if you can get to drinking black coffee, right, you can actually, people will begin to adapt. You'll actually start to like black to- coffee. Um, I know people are probably thinking that that's crazy. But, you know, I, even for like triathlons, they don't let you listen to music, right? That was a huge problem for me. I'm like, wait a minute, I got to go 56 miles on a bike and not be able to listen to music. And the reality is that once you start doing it, your body just shifts, it changes, right? I'm thinking there's no way I can do endurance exercising for that long without having music. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And the reality is you can. You just got to get away from that idea that you can't. And I think it's going to be the same thing for, for coffee for people. If you really want these the benefits of things like having a more structured eating program, then you just got to have the discipline to get away from some of this stuff. So I, I'm going to throw in here too, and I don't necessarily endorse this approach to it, but uh, but it, it, I, I have seen people um, successful with it. There, there's steps that you can take. It, it, your body doesn't have to be this like yes or no type thing. So if you are consuming a lot of coffee in the morning with, with a lot of creamer and, and you can't eliminate that right now, can you cut back? Yeah. Um, artificial sweeteners. There's there's a big debate out there. If you do find some sweeteners that are zero calories, uh, and, and can you can you switch to those? Yeah. Are you, is your body going to produce insulin as a result of that? Maybe, but but maybe less. You know. Yeah. So so there's still steps that you can take. But again, the goal, you're still progressing. You're progressing. So it's not like you have to jump to 16 hours, uh, and, and this isn't going to work. But you're still. You're still consuming or uh, eliminating the bad calories in, in the day by doing that. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I do understand that not all calories are equal. It's not all about calorie consumption. But there are, there are let's recognize, there are like calories that are better for you than others. Um, that's the macronutrient world that, that a lot of nutritionists like um, build their entire philosophy around. And, and those are good things. I'm not, I'm not downplaying those. But, but again, we can take some natural steps. Um, that that is kind of a deal breaker, though. So if you if you want to start this world off and you're going to consume fewer um, calories in the morning with with those drinks, eliminate that that really sugary Starbucks coffee. But that that's not something you're willing to give up. How about everything else in the day? Can yeah. can you eliminate those the, that eating after 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. like at whatever your last meal of the day is? Yeah. Uh, dinner time. Are are you willing to give up all the the nighttime snacks? Are you willing to minimize the snacking in between the first meal and the second meal of the, of the day? Yeah. Um, rather than like consume a bunch of hundred calorie snacks throughout the day, just just eat those with one meal yeah. to allow your body to to metabolize outside of that. So if you want to hang on to that morning coffee for now, do it. Yeah. If that's where you are, do it. There's it's it's not like this is an all or nothing type of thing. Right. And that, that's why it's progressive. It's a lifestyle. Um, so in time, maybe you will get to a point where you're like, wow, this worked for me, but I'm still not where I want to be. What else can I do? Right. And that, at that point down the road, we might have to revisit, yeah. like, well, what, what, when are you consuming your calories outside yeah. of that eating window? Yeah, so, you know, just to get back to what I was kind of saying about my personal lifestyle, I just having these salads readily available as sort of my go-to for lunch. And then I got some good yogurts that I throw in there. I have these overnight oats now that I have as a quick go-to meal. This is like, you know, this is around 10, 11 o'clock every morning where I start to consume those things, right? They carry me through lunch. I'm very focused on trying to have a lot of water throughout the day. I also bake in some like athletic greens. So athletic greens are kind of like my catch all. They're making sure that I get all of my, you know, the, the micronutrients, the probiotics, the minerals, the vitamins, all of those kind of things. Actually, that's my first thing that I usually go to after coffee is the athletic greens and then having a nice salad, you know, during the lunchtime. And then when I'm coming home, I'm eating a meal. That meal is, you know, is it, is it going to be processed? Probably, you know, some pieces of it. I'm not at level five eating maturity, but just that that type of eating lifestyle 
is very easy to put into an eight-hour window, and it's saving me a lot of money because I'm not eating out all the time, right? Yeah. Um, and it's fast. Like I, you know, I I was just telling some people the market district they have pre-made meals. You just walk in and they're like they're there, like chicken, you know, with broccoli, and they're ready to go. You take them home and you throw them in the microwave. Um, I know some people are cooking for their families, and that that's great. That is not my life. I I don't cook. I don't have someone cooking for me. So I'm looking for meals, you know, anywhere I can find them. I, I will I will say that the, the like you're talking about a practical step that you can take to help adopt to this lifestyle, yeah. and, it, and it is important because if I go long periods of time um, without eating, when my window does open, I want to eat now. Yeah, you want to eat. Yeah. yeah. So if I don't have something like that ready to go i'm probably not going to grab the best options yeah. because i it, it's quick it's convenient and that that's that's yeah. the world that we live in there's a, there's a, there are a lot of downfalls yeah. with the convenience that we have so if you plan ahead then yeah that's a very practical step that you can take just doing some meal prepping you don't want to show up at mcdonald's at 12 o'clock for the start of your window right you want to yeah. you want to have some good options available so my point in that was that you can actually start to you know progress towards better eating options that are not very difficult right like buying a bunch of like spinach and putting them in some tupperware you know and then throwing on actually giant eagle makes shredded chicken for you so it doesn't get any easier than that i was buying the rotisserie and then shredding it myself until i realized that like one owl over they actually do that for you and they give you all the chicken so i just buy that sprinkle my chicken on all my tupperwares i buy a bunch of like little tomatoes put those on and now I have a pretty good salad that I'm going to every single day and it's super cheap um, compared that, to you know and that's like you found something that, that works you, for me yeah that works for you that's that's good and, and that's again like if you're just starting off with this you, you don't have to drastically change what you're eating you don't have to get lost in that but this right. is that like I think I think salads with chicken on it are like you are getting all a lot of the, the vegetables that, that you need in the course right. of a day uh, like fruits and vegetables are good yeah and snack food is bad. I mean, right. like, like that. If you just start with that concept, and and then adopt this uh, the the eating windows, you're you're gonna you're gonna start to see success if you're disciplined yeah. about that. Yeah. So we have to wrap up here, but I want to final thoughts for people. You know what what they sh- what what do we want to leave them with? Is if there's like go tos or or tips or takeaways. You know, I think. One of the goals of this podcast is that you and I have been trying to, you know, figure out how do we put together a program yeah. for people to start helping them um, that starts to progress them down the path. It doesn't take them from one to five, but we start to give them a framework to work in. And, you know, this will this podcast in and of itself will be a tool that people can use. But what else? What are what are some of the things that you think people should be thinking about? So I'll, I'll recap here. The three things that we talked about today, you're going to first select a challenging but manageable intermittent fasting schedule so if you break it up 12 to 14 hours a day that's that's the beginner level 14 above 14 hours so like 16 to 18 hours that should be the ultimate goal that's an intermediate level maybe you can jump to that maybe you have to progress to that but the first step is is to just select a challenging but manageable intermittent fasting schedule and you stick to that we didn't really talk about how long do you should you do this before you start to see results and and i will say that it's probably going to be three to four weeks before you start to lose weight um the scientific you know explanations behind that you, you have to burn through um glycogen stores in your body we didn't we didn't really get into all that but you you need essentially you need your body 
to adjust to uh, this metabolism switch that we're, that we're trying to do. And that, that takes about three to four weeks before you'll see consistent and steady weight loss on an intermittent fasting schedule. So pick a schedule and stick with it is step number one. Avoid snacking or at least minimize as much as possible. So snacking includes beverages. We have to get those out of our um, daily lifestyle. So if you really enjoy that coffee sweetener, have it, but just try to have it around a meal, okay? Or, or pop, um, if you can't eliminate that, you're, you're really dependent on, on diet pop or regular pop, it's not a great option. We know that, sensible eating. But again, if you can do that around your eating uh, meals, then, then that's, that's definitely a step that you can take. So avoid snacking is number two, and then, and then really just adopt this idea of what, what you're eating, this is the what and when, just start with sensible eating. Whatever that means to you, start there and stick with it. So those are the three things that, that uh, I would say, you know, give this a shot. Um, but the, the big one here is, is wh how long can you go in a 24-hour period building around that natural fasted window? Yep, yeah, and I think you said three to four weeks, give this a shot for, and you know, one of the things you and I have been talking a lot about is you know, let's give people a challenge or, you know, something where it is the three to four week time frame, but we're providing you with a lot of content, right? Continued content, continued learning to help progress you towards that, but also keeping you motivated and accountable, right? Um, intermittent fasting, can you pick it up and do it on your own? Absolutely. We would recommend, you know, if this is, if, if this is something that's of interest to you and all of these things you heard sound like, it's something that you might be able to adopt as a lifestyle going forward for the rest of your life where you know other things have failed then yes you know start looking into it start reading um but one of our goals is going to be for the people that struggle to find the time um or the interest to go deep on these topics you know john has gone very deep even when him and i talked about this you know i what I'm what I'm telling him is that look, you've read all of the books, <laughs> you've you've gone deep on the subject. If you can extract out of that the things that are really going to be critical for people to be learning, and we put that into a very easy and digestible format, you know, good pun, yeah. <laughs> we're just we're giving you this the you know the the easy to adopt points, right and. And if we can build a framework around that or a program around that, then you know that could be something that could be really useful for people. So this is something that we're working on building, but in the process of doing that, we wanted to get together and continue building this kind of content for people um, so that you know, so you can start using this and these discussions as a means to you know, maybe um, embrace your curiosity a little bit and learn, learn for yourself about these different programs. Excellent. Cool, all right. Uh, so. Look for more of these. If you like it, let us know. If you have questions, reach out. Um, like I said, we're going to be building some of the content and directing people into where they can find that content. But for the time being, we're going to have these discussions. And uh, hopefully you guys can keep learning with us and giving this a shot. Thanks for having me, Chad. Thanks, John.